0: What do you got for me?
1: What's wrong with you I got nothing for you. What's, what's, what's wrong? <laughs> Right there, that was so good. What's
0: going on, everyone, and welcome to the Reformatory Podcast for the local church and by the local church, and we are your local church My name's Josh, and I've got a head cold. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little under the weather, man. Uh, not feeling great. You know what's funny? I was just talking to my wife about this. Um, for a good three years, and I'm not exaggerating that number. For a good three years, I did not get sick. I could not remember the last time I was sick, and then just this, like within the last six months to a year, I've gotten sick like four times.
1: Yeah, well,
0: it's there's it's, a lot of things it's, that it's happened it's, in three it's ridiculous. years. Bro. Yeah, it's true, but it's ridiculous. Like uh. this is like who who knew who knew shutting yourself off from everyone for two years would have a take a toll <laughs> on your immune system. Yep, dude, I
1: have just been down, son yeah i've I mean that stuff's going around too. My wife and I had that head cold stuff recently, mainly yeah. because I feel like my wife will bring junk back that the kids have from her classroom yeah. and then I'll get it and I'm just like, dang it.
0: yep, but what you gonna do? Yeah, so I'm over here trying to get better we're uh we're house sitting right now for my mm. in-laws. They took a little vacation. So they asked if uh, my wife and I'd come watch the house and we said, yeah, because it's always it's always fun. You know, I don't know about you, but uh, like staycations can be kind of fun. Yeah. And if you're in if you're in somebody's house, it's like, you know, you know, they got a nice house. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he does well. Um, and, and it's always fun having the, and it's that whole space to yourself, right? And I just get all so – like, you have sections for, like, everything that you do. So it's like, okay, you know, we'll watch a movie here. Or, you know, okay, board games over here. And, you know, with, with like, our house because we're an apartment. Like, everything's <laughs> yeah. done in kind of one space, yeah. right? But I forget what it's like sometimes to have, like, a massive house. <laughs> You're like, oh, wow. But then I think about – like, I think I told, I think I told Lauren uh, yesterday. I'm like, can you imagine – having to move this house. Oh. If you had to
1: move. Oh, it just like gives me stress thinking about it. <laughs> does your, does your, so it's your father-in-law, right? Yeah. Does he have the, the Sicilian Godfather room or what? What are we talking about oh, here? Oh man. <laughs> so there, yeah,
0: exactly right. Uh, there's, There's definitely, there's definitely, you see Italian uh, influences throughout (laughs) the house. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like even down to like the type of like containers that they store their cooking (laughs) oil in. It's like, it's very Italian. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. You walk into his garage and there's like an old poster of him in high school, like black and white with a bunch of his basketball players on there. Full on pompadour going on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, we enjoy house sitting, and I just uh, I got a cold right in the middle of it. So that's okay. Not the cool. show must go on. That's because true. We are we're radio professionals, Jack. That's I mean, what we I do. I mean, I guess we are. No, oh, we absolutely <laughs> are. We've been doing this for hundred and forty plus episodes now. <laughs> Come on, now. Yeah, yeah, uh... yeah. I think we finally crossed. I, mean, I, I think we crossed it a while ago, but I think we crossed uh, you being a co-host longer than Daniel.
1: The days of Daniel are now the, officially done, dude. The days of Daniel. <laughs> We're in a new dispensation, yeah. people. <laughs> oh my gosh! Here we go.
0: <laughs> a new dispensation. Oh, good gracious! Well, Jack, before we hop into our topic, man, uh, hit us with a hit us with a reformatory cigar of the week. What you got?
1: Yes. So uh, this cigar comes to us and um, from I think a pretty good honestly a boutique one of one of the up-and-coming boutique brands called Espinosa cigars right this cigar um is like honestly one of the best cigars that i've smoked in my life and i don't think it gets i don't think espinoza gets enough attention for this um but their laranja cigar the Laranja Reserve. So there's a couple yes, different blends the reserve. So there's the Laranja Reserve. I know there's the uh Laranja Oscuro and then there's also the Laranja Reserva Asuelo as well too, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, this is the first in their Laranja series that really is I mean, it's rated over I mean usually all their vitolas or their sizings of the cigars and this blend are at least 90 and above from what I've seen on different sites. And so but uh, basically it's a full it's a full-on body cigar. So if you're not used to that then bring some sugar. Yeah, that's right. Get Either you- have
0: it, have it with a full su- full stomach or enjoy like a Enjoy like a Coke with it, or something yeah. like that. Yeah,
1: or even get like some sugar packets and some coffee and stuff like that. Because that some, all is some sugar cubes. <laughs> yeah, you know, like the little square ones yep. you give to horses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But basically, it is a Brazilian cigar. Uh, it's a Brazilian wrapper with a lot of Nicaraguan and Brazilian, uh, fillers and binders. Actually, most of it is Nicaraguan binder and fillers. Nicaraguan, but the wrapper is Brazilian. Um, but man, it's, it doesn't look like it's a full cigar when you look at it. It looks like it's on the medium side, but it is a fuller cigar. So, uh, just keep that in mind, um, when you're smoking it, but. Yep. So
0: you're going to get, you're going to get some citrus, maybe some butterscotch, cinnamon, honey, stuff like that in there. So it's going to have some sweet tones, but it's not going to be overly like it's not, it's, it's definitely not aromatic sweet and it's not Connecticut sweet. So keep in mind uh, even though it doesn't look like it on the outside, uh, it, it's this one's thick, right? So, yeah. so it's going to it's going to kick you in the teeth uh, if you don't have something in your stomach, right? Just like again, like a cup of black coffee, yeah, right? Uh, it's good to keep something in your stomach when you drink black coffee because of all the caffeine, right? And what it can do to you. So it's the exact same thing, right? Yeah. So the <clears throat> uh, the Espinosa Laranja Reserve, great stick. Uh, what's the MSRP on this Jack? Do you know? So
1: usually, uh, you're going to see it depending upon the size or the Vitola of it, you're going to see it go from anywhere from about eight to $12 depending upon what you're seeing. So I think that's a really good, those are pretty comparable price points. If you get a good cigar for $8, honestly, and great flavor and stuff like that, like it's worth it. So, no no 100%. Yeah, yeah. I would I would put that actually more on the
0: cheaper end especially for how good it is. Yeah. Um, I think you get a lot of you get a lot of the name and and look, this is one of the reasons why Jack and I like like boutique stuff is because you get a lot of the name brand stuff that's out there and they're charging 18 19 bucks for a stick, but we find sticks like this that are half the price and we think just as good if not better. Yeah right so that's one of the one of the reasons to go boutique is just because i think that's where the flavor's at those small companies it's you're not you're not gonna be breaking the bank but i think you're gonna be getting just as much care and just as much time put into the flavor complexes than you would the larger kind of more name brand stuff so keep that in mind uh, but uh, yeah go get yourself some uh, some espinosa uh laranja mm-hmm. reserve stick mm-hmm. You'll enjoy it. You'll like it. That is the Reformatory Cigar of the Week. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack, hopping into our topic today. Uh, this is a good topic, and I think it's one that is a good reminder for us, and I know it's a good reminder for me. I recently had the opportunity to preach at Redeemer Church up here in uh, Cedar Woolly, Washington. Awesome church, by the way. I just want to throw some love at uh, Redeemer, the saints up there. Fantastic church. Mm-hmm. Love the elders. Love the people there. They're great. They're fantastic. They've always been really good to my wife and I. And uh, I love I love going up there and visiting. One, because I love going up north. Because when I go up north, it feels like I'm going into the promised land. <laughs> It just clears up, like it's like it's farmland. I can see mountains, uh, and it's not like the suffocating. It's it's not suffocating like Everett. Everett. Everett can be a little suffocating at times. So for me, I love going up north. Uh, anytime I have a chance to do that, I really like it. But also, this church is just fantastic. They're good, good, solid 1689 Reformed Baptist Church, and and they're they're of the they're of the Reformed Baptist ilk that. I enjoy, that are are chill, right? They're yeah. not using the 1689 like a sledgehammer. They're not uh, making their entire identity around how reformed they are and how, how they can out-reform you, right? I think they have an excellent balance of understanding what theology is for, the purpose of theology, and how that practically uh, is supposed to live out in our practice, right? So yeah. I love Redeemer, Cedra Woolley, Pastor... Um, uh, David Lawler, great friend, and all the other elders up there. They're fantastic. So anyway, just wanted to give a little love to them mm-hmm. real quick. Um, but I had the opportunity to preach up there a couple weeks ago and fill in for uh, 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 David as he was out serving another church. And uh, I hopped right in series, which is always scary because mm-hmm. it's it's it, one, it's easier, and one, it's harder. Because it, where it's easier is, hey, your text is already picked for you. yeah Boom. But where it's harder is you're in series right so yeah exactly you gotta you gotta figure out okay like where has he been where is he going where is the church at right when you're a pulpit thug like i am (laughs) you have you have a whole bunch of like wait a
1: pulpit thug oh yeah yeah that's what i that's
0: what what i call it yeah when you're (laughs) you had you never heard that before (laughs) no a pulpit thug. Yeah. When you're a pulpit thug, like I, because I like, like I go, like I go to church to church, like you know, like it's how I, it's how I make some money, right? It's 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 how I, it's how I serve the churches, right? <laughs> I'm a pulpit thug. I preach at a bunch of different churches. Anyway. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> I didn't, didn't think we were going to get hung up on that. <laughs> I am right now.
1: Yes, I'm hung up on <laughs> when that. When
0: you're a pulpit thug like me, right? You have a whole bunch of sermons that you keep kind of in the can, right? And you you, you pull out of the vault and you dust off and you you redo, right? And and refamiliarize with, yourself with um that's something that's something that 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 guys like me can do some don't some don't like doing it like that that's okay um I don't always do it like that sometimes I will create a brand new sermon but the point is I always dread going in series because Uh there's a lot of work that has to go into it and it's something that you really have to you really got to take great care to make sure that you are you know doing doing the work and uh, due diligence to make sure that it's actually cohesive with what's being preached yeah I was in series on this one, and I was in first John chapter three, mm-hmm. verses sixteen and eighteen. And this is what I preached, and I think it's a great passage that has massive implications for the local church. Right? So in this, John is talking about love and how our love for Christ needs to have practical application for our in in our love for each other, right? This is what he says, starting in verse sixteen. He says, By this we know love that he, speaking of Jesus, laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was the passage that I was in. um, And basically just the sermon was the importance of making sure that the love that we have for Christ is actually able to be proven by the love and generosity that we have for those in our local church. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today is the importance of being generous with our local church, the importance of showing our commitment and our love to our local church and utilizing the gifts that God has given us. For the primary purpose of blessing those in our local church, right? So, I want to throw that over to you first, Jack. When you when you read this passage, when you when you hear this, what what are just some initial thoughts that you have?
1: Yeah. So, when I read uh, these certain um, verses from um, John's epistle right here, it does remind me of how everybody has something to give in the local church. It's not just financial giving to the church. Basically to, um, I would say, more of the general fun, quote-unquote. But it's not just doing that. It's also offering what you have as well, too, as kind of gifts um, and sometimes even needs or helps uh, for other people in the local church. So um, recently we talked a lot about how we're helping out certain refugees, whether it be my wife's uh, step brothers and sisters and like asking people within our church, like, hey, do you have extra couches or anything like that that you can help them out with to furnish their uh, places while they stay? It's stuff like that. Um, I think those are good things as well too because you're you're actively, there's this way of simplicity I think as well too so maybe you have something to give. Maybe you have like tools or or stuff like that that you can help out people with. Yeah, exactly. Um, or uh, you just have like an overabundance of certain things that you can basically minimize. You know your your closet, your clothing, and stuff like that. You don't wear certain clothes. Take those out. Either donate those to people in the church or donate those to someone else. And that's kind of this act of simplicity as well too. And so that kind of helps out as well. And you're giving and Jesus basically (laughs) says to us, it is better to give than to receive. And so you're either doing that with people in your local church or maybe somebody else that you know of within the bigger, uh, local bodies in your city or something like that. And so, yeah, just stuff like that comes to mind. Um, really just lending your time honestly I feel like a lot of things these days are very time consuming and time based so if it's like somebody's moving like you're lending two or three hours of your time to go help them move um, and if you have tools if you have a you know certain like moving tools or boxes or something like that just it's simple stuff like that to bless people um, to not make it overly complicated. Uh, and I think that's what, uh, John is getting that as well too, but he's basically that last verse is getting to something that I think people don't, uh, focus on sometimes, which is, um, your love sometimes is not only in speech or in words, but it has to be through deeds as well too. Um, you're saved to those good deeds and God has those good deeds for you, um, I think the question is, will you be obedient to walk in them when when a certain situation presents itself? And so those are some thoughts uh that come to mind when I read those yeah. verses. So No, I can cosign on those, man.
0: I, I think I think there's I think it's important to look at this verse and Let's see. I think it's important to look at this verse and and see right off the bat that that John isn't saying having worldly goods is a bad thing. Yeah. Right. I think he's he's saying that look, if, if you have those and God if God has in in his in his wisdom blessed you with those things, mm-hmm. praise him for yeah. it. Yeah. I think it's something that we as Christians should be praising God for the blessings that He's given us. It the opposite of the prosperity gospel is not poverty. Yeah, right. So I think that's something that that I th- we especially in the ref- the reform world I think can go a little too far on the other side of the pendulum mm-hmm. is we see not having anything, right? Not having time or not having possessions as being somehow virtuous. Yeah. And we get into this sort of like monastery monk mentality that i need to just deny everything and (laughs) not have you know not have any anything expensive uh not have anything that's for the express purpose of enjoyment whatsoever because that's how somehow making me less spiritual and (laughs) less connected to god and and look that's just not true right yeah god god blesses those whom he wills With the things that he wills. And some people he has given a great job that makes lots of money Mm -hmm. so that they're able to buy like more expensive things. They have, you know, there's Christians that have big houses. There's Christians that have boats. There's Christians that own property. There's like there's there's so much diversity in the people of God and to just say like oh if you're a rich christian you're not actually you're not actually living the way god wants us to that's just not true we don't see evidence for that in scripture we sh- we do see evidence of it being more difficult for rich people yeah <laughs> to to rely on the the works of the lord mm-hmm. because of how Easy it is to become reliant upon worldly goods. Yeah. Right. And that's a lesson for all of us, but especially those that the Lord has blessed with wealth, is because you need to make sure that your hope and your, your, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Your, yeah, I guess hope is not, is not in the things that you own. Mm-hmm. Right. You're not looking for those things to come to your defense. You're not looking to those things to be, um, the thing that gets you out of all the situations, right? Ultimately, that has to be God. Yeah. So we have to understand and and make sure that we put worldly goods in their right place. Are they bad? No. Can they cause trouble? Absolutely. Yeah. What are they to be used for? And that's what I think John is getting to in this passage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, were you going to say something? Sorry. Uh, the only thing uh, I, 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 I yeah. cut the you only
1: thing I was going to say too is like, uh, I think there's some. There's also some tension in the epistles too, where it talks about rich people and how you dress, and um, I think that that can cause if you have if you are uh, overtly being too gaudy, I guess that could cause some tension in a local church. Um, I don't know. There's there's some there's something to be said about. Um, not flaunting it. <laughs> yeah. And I know a lot of the the writers of the New Testament talk about that as well, too. Like, don't despise people. I think that's something to look at as well, too. Like, just because somebody doesn't have something, like, that doesn't mean you should despise them or look down on them. Absolutely not, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I there's somebody in my wife's family that definitely prescribes the poverty gospel, and it's so difficult because... I'm not trying to get them to to go all the way to like prosperity gospel, but I'm trying to get them to look at the actual gospel and how things are used. And this person has like basically like demonized rich people and stuff like that. And I'm just like, eh, I don't think that's the way to go about it. <laughs> I think you have to go. I think those things can cause. Um, you know, definitely sin to happen, greed can cause those things to be very material focused and for you to not want to give. Um, so it's hard to deal with the poverty gospel when it's in your family too, because on one side of it, they're like giving all their way, giving away all their money. And it's like, well, do you have rent? (laughs) Right. And it's like, yeah, uh, (laughs) we can can we focus in on like the essentials, and then after when you have all that, you can give those things away. That's true. you know that's true. Right. So right.
0: It, 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 it I mean it's good it's good that they have a spirit of generosity. Sure. Right. Yeah. That's what we all should have. But you have to make sure that you're taken care of before you can take care of others, right? Because that's that is just going to result. What it, again? Whether this is like you being in ministry or wh- whatever it is. There's a reason when you're in a plane, they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first before Mm -hmm. you help others with theirs, right? Because if you don't have that source for you, you're going to burn out. yeah, And you're not going to be able to continue to be a blessing to those people because you're neglecting the necessities that God, I believe, has commanded you to take care of, right? And that's, you know, make sure that you're you're providing for your family. Make sure you have rent. Make sure you, you have the bare necessities that you need in order to continue to be a blessing, right? So that's
1: that's that's where that would kind of fall and in, fall into that category that you're talking about right yeah plus it's uh, it's something that's going on in our country right now too I think people are getting away they want to get away from consumerism because they see a lot of folly in it and it's like basically like a drug is <laughs> right. you buy bigger stuff and keep going and keep going and keep going I think there's there's a movement now to very much minimalize the things you have. Or to invest in a thing that may be expensive, but it lasts you a longer shelf life. Yeah. So I'm starting to see that more, which is interesting because I don't know, the future's weird. <laughs> the future, <laughs> to put it to put it bleakly, it's true. The future is weird, right? Um, you
0: know, I th- I think people utilize the the rich young ruler as kind of a proof for the prosperity gospel, and I think that's a misinterpretation of the text. Mm-hmm. The rich r- young ruler's issue wasn't that he was wealthy; it's that he wouldn't part with yeah. it, and he was putting more stock into his wealth than Jesus. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That's the issue that happened there, right? So, when when we're looking at the goods that God has given us, this is this is something that I think we as Christians, above all people, are called to do. Whatever God has blessed you with, whether it be finances, a nice big house, a boat, uh fill in the blank, mm-hmm. right? If the Lord has blessed you with these things, first thank him for it. Right. Thank the Lord for his provision. Thank the Lord for his blessing above and beyond what you need. It's, it's fantastic. The Lord loves giving his children gifts. Right. But then don't don't let it just stop there. Right. Let it then translate into a practical love for your church. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking your specific Church, The local church that you attend, the people that are within that church, God has called you to love them practically, right? And everyone has the ability to love their people practically in different ways. So if you are the person that has the big house, utilize your house. To gather the saints together for fellowship. Yeah. Maybe a meal, maybe a game night, maybe host a small group. I don't know. It doesn't matter, right? But use that gift for the blessing of the local church. If you've got a boat take the church out take families out take kids out right there's 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 ways that you can utilize those gifts to bless your brothers and sisters no matter what it is and it's not it's not just it's not simply having a list that you can be like okay I used I used this this blessing or this gift for this many times this week for the church check I'm done right yeah. that's not what we're talking about mm-hmm. it's having a mentality and a change of thinking that's different from the world yeah where the world hoards and the world is selfish and the world utilizes the the gifts that they have for their own good the christian is called to have this mentality of whatever i am given how can i bring god glory through this primarily not the only way but i believe first and primarily through the blessing of my brothers and sisters in my local church mm-hmm. if I think we need that mentality more. Yeah. That is why God gives us gifts. I'm convinced of it, right? He gives us those gifts. He gives us the money. He gives us the house. He gives us wh- whatever it is, whatever he has given you. Maybe it's talent. Maybe you're a really good cook. Maybe you're a really good painter, right? I saw I was visiting, uh, uh, actually, Daniel down in uh, Nevada. Um, and somebody in their church is a phenomenal painter. And what they have done is they've painted... Um, murals of people in their church like like and 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 you walk into the room uh, i i think they're i think they're they're associated with a uh, with a home that helps um helps moms uh who have like unplanned pregnancies and stuff like that right and and what this person has done is he's taken this skill that god has given him he's very good and he's painted murals of all these moms oh, and their wow. kids and the ones, the ones that have like graduated the program. And dude, like you look in at this and like it's almost enough to bring you to tears. Because mm. so you're like, look at what the Lord has done, right? But again, he's using that talent that the Lord has given him for the purpose of blessing the church. Yeah. And it is a blessing, yeah. right? So this you don't have to have money. Right? Maybe you just have time. Yeah. Maybe you have, maybe you're retired. You're like, I don't got a lot of money. I don't got a lot of wealth or, or, you know, large, you know, houses or boats or things like that, but I've got time. Lord bless you. There are people in your church that need time. Mm -hmm. That there are, there are, your church facility might need time where your people meet. Maybe the grounds need some help. Maybe there's some people in the church that it would be blessed just to receive a phone call or a letter or text like Whatever blessing God has given you, whether it be spiritual or material, our mentality as Christians should be, how can I use this to bless my church family? Yeah. Right? That should be the primary thought. And and, I, and I'm and i convicted of that. And that's something that I think, um, that's a belief that I've come to over the years, but I think it's the right one. And I think if we're going to uh, not be, swayed by the goods of this world and we're going to utilize them the way that we should be i think this is the the avenue that we should be doing it
1: yeah i think too like you said the uh, the hoarding thing um i know one of my pastors preached on this too where he talked about do you view what you have what you've been given with a closed hand or with an open hand So do you view things as, this is mine, I'm protecting it, I'm keeping it, da 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 or do you view what you have with open hands? Like, you're not, like, hoarding it, you're not, like, overly protective of things, you view it with, like, an open hand. Like, yeah, if my second car is needed by somebody in the church, yeah, I can loan them out, that car, for, like, a couple weeks or something like that. So yep, exactly. just stuff like that is like really practical and gets down to the root of motivations, I think, and also how you view what you've been given um, because that matters. If you're hoarding things, and I've talked about this too, certain generations have hoarded things over the years. I think that's primarily because they were taught that like war is imminent <laughs> nuclear war is imminent I mean, and i war need is everything imminent, right? as possible yeah. to like survive or else i'm not gonna live very long um yeah i don't i just think that when it comes to giving and when it comes to your uh the positions that you have been given do you view those with a closed hand like this is mine nobody can have it or with an open hand like this yeah. has been given to me, yeah. so I will give generously as well too. So,
0: absolutely, yeah. I think those those gifts have been given to you to advance the kingdom with, yeah, right. And advancing the kingdom looks like sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. right? Of course, but it also looks like investing in your brothers and sisters in your local church, yeah, right. And it's it's something. It's an important mentality that I think we as Christians would do well to get back into because you look at the early church, right. Like, you look at Acts, right? I think it's Acts, end of Acts 2 or Mm 3, where it talks about them having all things in common and them sharing everything that they had, sharing it with one another, right? And the world looks into the church and sees that unity Mm -hmm. and it's amazed by Mm -hmm. it. So that's the model that we have in the early church As we look into it and we see everyone being so generous with each other, with whatever the Lord had given them, they're giving it to each other. They're using it to serve and bless one another. That's the picture. That's what we should be doing. That's the standard that we need in our local churches today, right? And again, it's not saying that you give until you're poor or you give until you you don't have anything left, right? The Lord still wants you to take care of your stuff, pay your rent, pay your mortgage, make sure your kids have food on the table, right? Make sure that you are setting up healthy boundaries, right? We're not saying that you need to have an open house 24-7, 365. (laughs) Although I do know some people that that do that and say, okay, you know, if the Lord has blessed you with that kind of of stamina, then okay. Uh, But I, most people need breaks. Mm -hmm. Jack and I aren't saying you can't take breaks. Right there's times for boundaries to be set up, and like you know what? No, we can't have people over this week because we are tired. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay. It's not. It's not a bad thing. But the point is never losing the desire or that mentality yeah. to love your people through utilizing the gifts that God has given you. Right. Yep. Um, that's what we're talking about. So yep. we hope that's encouraging to you. Uh, we hope that that gives you maybe some ideas of how you can, you know, perhaps. More practically, love your brothers and sisters in your local church. Look around, look around you as you're listening, uh, you know, as you're driving home or at your or as you're at home, wherever God has you right now, take inventory of the blessings God has given you, mm-hmm. uh, both spiritually and practically. Right? Physically. Don't just leave it at the spiritual. I think some people do that. We'll be like, well, God has given me the gift of preaching and teaching. So my I'm just going to, you know, hound my pastors to preach. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm not doing anything. Right? Oh, yeah. Don't cut yourself that oh, slack. Man. Don't do it. <laughs> All right? Think practically yeah. as well. Look at the physical, because John specifically says in this passage, the worldly goods. Mm-hmm. What has God given you? Has He given you worldly goods that you can use has he given you time has he given you talent and then ask yourself how can i be using this for the local church and if you already are keep going god bless you that is fantastic that's what you should be doing and if you see things that you can be using and you're not i'd highly encourage you get creative find a way that you can utilize that uh for the benefit of your brothers and sisters there is so much joy in it you will be blessed, your brothers and sisters will be blessed and the unity of the church will just increase as you guys are loving each other and being generous to each other because Jesus was generous with you right and that's like that's where John starts is by this we know love mm-hmm. tell me you know love it's like oh look at Jesus look what he did and then you do so likewise mm-hmm. right yeah that's all I
1: got. I'm pretty sure Big Eva has sung, sir.
0: Yes, she has. She has <laughs> sung. She has sung very generously. And uh, we're going to get out of here, Jack. Watch you lay it on Yes,
1: sir. So if you appreciate Josh and I's pontifications, our vacillations about how to make the local church central to a part of your life as a believer, you too can follow us a little bit more on the sociables, if you will. That's right. The Facebook, the metaverse. Yep. Yep, craziness. It'll go down the next twenty four hours, probably. Although we
0: aren't actually
1: in the metaverse, no,
0: because I think the metaverse is a separate thing. At this point, I don't know what the metaverse continues. Apparently, you put on metaverse. that
1: Oculus and you're in the metaverse. Ooh, so, okay, yeah, I got gotcha, you. I gotcha. I guess that's the metaverse. It's like Ready Player One, kind of whatever. Ah, I see. Okay, that makes sense. That is. Anyway, the Facebook. You can follow us also on the Instagram goes well with chocolate and marshmallow if you will and then also the little bluebird the tweaker the twitter the people be tweaking on twitter the, let's just say that the company that may or may not be bought out by elon musk or not i he it, was it's up in the air he wants to get rid of all the bots which i'm all for getting rid of bots but apparently like i guess it's if elon <laughs> if
0: elon musk if elon musk was a christian how would he utilize twitter <laughs> To bless his local oh. church. <laughs> there's too
1: many hypotheticals there, Josh, that I don't think we have the answers for. My mind just exploded. <laughs> anyway, you can follow us all on those sociables at the tag at reformatorypod. Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they can support us more or even show some love to the pod. That's right. Well, there's multiple ways. You can
0: head on over to Patreon and for the cost of a gallon of gas these, oh, yes. these
1: days, which is
0: crazy. One gallon of gas a month you too could become a Patreon supporter and have your name hallowed. Hallowed, sir. hallowed hallowed through the halls of this podcast you can head on over to reformatorypod.com and get yourself some local church merch we really appreciate that you can give us a rating on iTunes or not, I guess Apple Podcasts or Spotify um, Had a, 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 we went down we went down a number <laughs> went down a number <laughs> Because uh, <laughs> someone someone doesn't like the podcast. And someone okay. doesn't like it's me th- in particular. Let's hey, be honest I wasn't going to say Somebody it. Somebody doesn't like me in it. particular. I said it. I know what. Wasn't I read that review. <laughs> all
1: right. Wasn't going to say it.
0: Uh, th- listeners have every right to not like the podcast. And If you if it's not your cup of tea, that's all right. Pulpit and pen's there for you. That's okay. You can have it. Wait, isn't that <laughs> many, something different there's now? People, there's many. No, I'm just saying there's many people much more reformed than Jack and I. At least outwardly <laughs> got him you don't know what I got That's okay podcast isn't for everybody that's okay we we are here to encourage the local church that's what we tried to do and uh, we hope that uh, we hope that you are encouraged to invest in your local church more if that is if that if that happens we have succeeded that is what we want to do Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you all for listening and we will catch you on the next step of the reformatory.